We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, and we're for the people of Missouri. We're for brewmasters, stockbrokers, beauty queens, and truck drivers. Whatever you do, if you're a Missourian, we're for you. We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, and we've got Missouri covered. On the ice, as this NHL preseason game will end with the most exciting play in hockey, no matter the score, a shootout. Tickets are on sale now for the ICT Ice Classic, featuring the Coyotes and Blues, and start out as low as $10. Get your tickets now through selectaseat.com. It's championship week, and ESPN Wichita is headed to Kansas City. The Shane Dennis Show and the Pulse with me, Pat Strompman, will be broadcasting live from the Big 12 Championship Tournament throughout the week. We'll have the latest analysis from games, post-game audio with coaches and players, and much, much more from the T-Mobile Center. Our Big 12 Championship coverage is presented by Enhanced Wellness and Derby and the Kansas Contractors Association. Your home for the Big 12 Championship is ESPN Wichita, 90. 2.3 FM. Iowa State fans here at KC Hooley House going crazy. Iowa State 54, Baylor 53, second half. T-Mobile Center action just across the street from where we are. We are at the KC Hooley House Power and Light ESPN Wichita Fan Fest. Rage is on. Courtesy of Enhanced Wellness of Derby and Kansas Contractors Association. KCA, by the way, is the voice for the heavy construction industry in Kansas. For over a century, KCA member contractors have been building the highways, bridges, utilities, railroads, and airports that our families and businesses count on. Proud to be Kansans. Proud to build Kansas. Kansas Contractors Association. WeBuildKansas.com. So, they are in the second half of the Iowa State-Baylor game. Coming up next, it'll be West Virginia and Kansas at 2 o'clock or thereabouts. Third game of the day, Oklahoma State-Texas at 6. Late game, which you can hear right here on the channel, TCU and Kansas State at 8.30 or thereabouts. If you join us late, surely you know by now, uh, Bill Self is out for this particular game coming up beyond its very much up in the air, swirling rumors uh, due to the severity of Bill Self's illness, but he will not coach. Uh, very limited stuff coming out of KU as far as statements are concerned. And we also know that Kevin McCuller will not play as well due to back spasms, reportedly. Thought he was going to be well enough to play, uh, and apparently not. So we'll keep our eyes on that. We'll also keep our eyes on some of the scores as they start to roll in from around college basketball. Uh, Also a reminder tonight on ESPNU, Wichita State and Tulsa, they will be doing battle down at Fort Worth. Wichita State a heavy favorite in that one, if you're into that. Uh, Tulsa won just once in the American this year, and Wichita State looking to take care of them and move on to the two-lane matchup, which would be tomorrow night on the U at 8 o'clock. So we will preview that a little further as we go, and we'll have reaction to it tomorrow, of course, here on the show and the Pulse with Pat Strothman. Again, Pat will have a special edition of the Pulse from 2 to 6 here at the Hooley House at Power & Light ESPN Wichita Fan Fest continuing today and tomorrow here from KC. Some headlines now. It was 
I think, in my opinion, easy for me to say now, uh, we don't really care about Syracuse basketball around here. But I had a feeling that the end for Jim Beheim would at the very least be awkward. Um, he said back in 2015, Beheim did, that I'm not Derek Jeter, there will be no farewell tour. Well, he was right, because following Syracuse's last second loss to Wake Forest yesterday in the second round of the ACC tournament, Beheim said it was, quote, up to the university, unquote, to decide his future. A few hours later, Syracuse announced that associate head coach Adrian Autry would succeed Beheim next season. It's a little unclear whether he was reti- uh, whether he retired or was fired. Uh, he's 78 and coached the Orange for 47 seasons, winning 1,015 games, second most in history, made five Final Fours, won one national championship. Now, there were plenty that came to Bayheim's aid, I guess, when it came to Twitter or statements or whatever, and the way he left or was asked to leave, depending on your opinion. John Feinstein wrote the Washington Post, quote, not many coaches earn the right to choose their exit. Bayheim is one of them, unquote. I don't happen to agree with that. Um, if you're 33 and 32 and getting paid whatever he's getting paid, that's their record of the last two seasons. They will miss their second straight NCAA tournament. Jack, jump in here. I get that Bayheim went to school there. I get that he spent well over half his life being the head coach there. But that is not your God-given right to, even though if they got a statue of you, to coach as long as you want and write your own ticket on your way out the door. Agree or disagree? How do you feel about that? You know, I thought for years when Jim Beheim was at Syracuse, I mean, when was the last time Syracuse was really dominant? I mean, I'm talking mid-2000s. You know, you go back to 2003 when they beat Kansas in the national championship game with Carmelo Anthony. Uh, you had Jerry McNamara as well. Yeah, but yeah. over the last decade or so, there's been sprinkled in some really good years for Syracuse. But I kind of thought that Jim Beheim just stayed there because he had been there since the 70s. Like, they were never going to push him out. It was always going to be a retirement type of thing. Same thing with, like, Jim Calhoun at UConn, right? You just, when a guy's been there that long, and Coach K at Duke, although Duke was always, as much as I hate to say it, likely finishing in the top ten and competing for national titles year in, year out. The difference between them and Syracuse, they were great. Syracuse was good to just okay, yeah. Another problem is, too, Syracuse couldn't really recruit anymore. Uh, They didn't pull in the five stars anymore, and we saw them compete in a pretty much weak conference i would say i mean the big east really tailed off and we've known that for a long time now it's not like syracuse is competing in a gauntlet they just haven't been good they no longer are a a a team that strikes fear in you playing at the carrier dome like that's just what i think about syracuse and i think with jim Beheim, 
he absolutely overstayed his welcome because he had just been there forever. They didn't want to force him out, and he's a little bit of an, of an abrasive type of personality. Whether, yeah, let's call it what it is. He's a crotchety old man, dude. He, he is. He is. He's abrasive toward the media, and I'm not just saying it because we are in media. We've seen it time and time again. Coach K was the exact same way. He had an illustrious career and a very successful career. He won a national championship, but at the end of his time in Syracuse, they just weren't very good. There were some weird NCAA tournament runs when they were like an 11 or a 12 seed and made it to the Elite Eight. But other than that, Syracuse has pretty much been irrelevant for the last decade. Yeah, and the ACC is not exactly the toughest conference uh, going nowadays either. Um, plenty of Syracuse fans had grown impatient, I guess. Um he was going to retire, if you recall, back in 2018, but elected to stick around so he could coach his sons. Now, look, if you're still winning at a high level and you make it known that you kind of just want to stick around to coach your sons and that's kind of about it, then you might want to have a few more skins on the wall than Jim Beheim did. And I'm talking about... Uh, real hardware of more than one national championship and in 47 years more than five final fours you know what I think about when I think about Jim Beheim and the Carrier Dome this is how old I am but think about this coaching against John Thompson the original one having Derek Coleman uh, Ronnie Cycli Pearl Washington and those guys running up and down the floor against Patrick Ewing, Michael Graham, uh, <laughs> Sleepy Floyd. Remember Sleepy Floyd, don't you? Uh, for Georgetown. that's Those are my, I would say, fond, because I've never been fond of Syracuse. Never just been kind of, you know, meh about them. But I do remember watching some kick-ass old-time Big East basketball back then, and he was a part of it with some of the old guard, Raleigh Massimino from Villanova, uh, Rick Pitino, yeah, Providence, um, Jim Calhoun at UConn, like you said. No, I, I, to put a bow on this, I don't think anybody writes their own ticket, not forever, and, unless you actually, unless you literally go out on top or really close to it and just want to bow out and give the, give the baton to somebody else. But that is a rarity, too, and I think a big reason for that is these old coaches, and I think the old guard is kind of coming to an end. These old coaches think they know exactly what's best for the university and for the program, whether the game has passed them by or not. And it's not always the case, and I don't think that's the case with Jim Beheim. He didn't know what's best for the program. He, you know, 33 and 32 that's all well and good if you're getting paid $575,000 a year. Pretty sure he was making a little more than that. And who knows what really went on behind the scenes between the university, the athletic department, uh, and Bayheim. But he's the fourth Hall of Fame coach to leave the D1 ranks in the last three seasons following Roy Williams, Mike Krzyzewski, and Jay Wright. Some news out of the NBA. And it's largely off the court what we'll focus on. But on the court is the reason why 
Fred Van Vliet is in the news. Toronto lost to the Clippers 108-100 on Wednesday night. And the Raptors were called for 23 fouls to the Clippers 18. But with only a five-foul disparity, the Clippers had 17 more free throw attempts than Toronto was. Van Vliet got a technical. He was teed up by official Ben Taylor. And we'll hear more about Ben Taylor from Fred here in a second. But he got teed up by Taylor with 7.02 left in the third quarter. Clippers were up seven at the time. And then Toronto got back within two later on before the Clippers pushed the lead back to 12. The technical, by the way, for Fred was his eighth of the season. They've had two straight games with second-half technicals during their 118-113 loss to Denver on Monday. Scotty Barnes got whistled for a tech, and he got ejected, and the Nuggets were leading by one at the time. Three of Van Vliet's eight technicals have come from Ben Taylor, with one other coming from another official in a game Taylor was working. So, with that the backdrop, without further ado, here's what Fred Van Vliet had to say in the post game, and suffice it to say, he didn't hold back. I mean, I don't mind. I'll take a fine. I don't really care. I thought, you know, um, Ben Taylor was f- terrible tonight. Um, I thought that on most nights, you know, couple other you know out of the three there's one or two that just game up you know and it's, it's it's been like that a couple couple games in a row um denver was tough obviously you come out tonight you're competing pretty hard the third quarter i get a bull tech changes the whole dynamic of the game changes the whole flow of the game and um you know most of the refs are trying hard i like a lot of the refs are trying hard they're pretty fair they communicate well and then you got the other ones who just want to be dicks and um just kind of the game up nobody's coming to see that shit. they come to see the players and um, I think we're losing a little bit of the fabric of what the NBA is and was. And um, it's been disappointing this season. Um, you can look up most of my texts this year have been with Ben Taylor officiating. So at a certain point as a player, you feel it's personal. And um, it's never a good place to be. That's not why we lost tonight. We got outplayed. Um, but it definitely makes it tougher to overcome. Uh, kudos to Pat Strothman for cutting up that audio from Fred Van Vliet uh, from last night. Let me just say, uh, and run this up the flagpole a little bit. Now that uh, sports wagering is legal in the, the number of states that it is, and it's above board for the most part, and it's not taboo as much as it is anymore, can we, and I'd be very interested to see what kind of fine fred van vliet gets care to guess how much fred's gonna get dinged right there uh jack for that outrage uh outburst that'll likely be a couple hundred thousand i would say yeah now is it crazy for me to suggest that that number one that's a breath of fresh air number two why can't players say that i'm being serious why can't players say that if that's what they think what harm is that really doing the only way I could see it is it's kind of in the same way that MLB umpires are protected by the union. They don't want players showing up officials because the 
NBA, the NFL, and the MLB, they all kind of band together and want to do the most in protecting those officials because they know those guys are always going to be hounded by players and from they don't fans. Have to, they don't have to really talk to the media, though, except they for like a pool reporter yeah. every now and then. Yeah, and it's, it's usually the head official that does that. I think in terms of profanity, maybe it's the etiquette type of thing. They don't want guys walking into a media room and dropping F-bombs, and maybe you have a young reporter there or a kid watching on TV. Who knows? I mean, I, I'm with you on well, this side. I, I'm just I, playing I, devil's I get advocate. That, I get that to some degree, but if, if Fred left out all the six expletives that uh, Pat beeped out of there and still said Ben Taylor is terrible and it feels personal, he'd get in trouble for that too. Yeah, oh, he would have been you fine. Know. You can't criticize officials, and we've seen this in every single sport, and I think it's unfair to the players because officials, there are officials that are just bad at their job. They are they are yeah. undeniably horrific at their job, and they're sensitive. And See, like, I, want, I want more of that. Like if Fred said Ben Taylor's bad at his job, I feel like that's that's fair game. I don't know that it'll ever happen, but that's so awesome to hear him say something like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I love it. I think it's great. I've always been. I think what made me fall in love with, with players barking at officials was when Shaq was interviewed after one of his games and he said that officials are trying to take over the effing game. And the reporter mm-hmm. goes, Shaq, we're on live. Yeah, I don't care. give a, I don't give yeah. a bleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But see, that's that's the human element of it. That's sports. You're supposed to get frustrated, and you shouldn't have to praise officials all the time because these are humans, too. They may th- take things personally. They may get annoyed quicker than some other officials. Like Fred Van Vliet said, he didn't say all officials are bad. He said it's usually yeah. Ben Taylor's crew that's bad, and it's kind of personal to me. And I think that there are some vendettas towards players. You know, I, I will say this, too. I think there are players in every single sport that whine more than others, and that's kind of a no-brainer because we were taught from a young age, right? If you whine a lot and you're always complaining and having bad body language, an official will target you. He will try to see if you will you know, push the boundaries a little bit. If you're always getting in his face, you're likely more prone to a technical foul. However, I always believe in a new game, that slate should be wiped clean. You shouldn't worry about what happened the last time, and I think Fred Van Vliet just pointed that out. Hey, every time I've been teed up, it's been at the expense of this officiating crew. That needs to change, and I'm on board with the former Shocker there. He's not exactly entirely true. Three of the eight technicals, but three of eight? Yeah, where there's smoke, there's some fire there. So, uh, yeah, that was that was Fred, and, and, and it was so, you know, you and I are, I mean, pretty immature when it comes to uh, – Getting a, kick, that. <laughs> getting a kick out of cuss words. Listening to that the first couple of times with Fred's just kind of deadpan delivery and dropping in the casual F-bombs and BS, I had to laugh out loud, man. And like I said, it, it'll probably never happen as far as being allowed to criticize, even if you do it without, you know, dropping swear words. But, God, that was funny and refreshing and awesome. And yeah, I would agree with you. That's a six-figure fine. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say he gets ding two hundred thousand dollars. That's probably wonder, in the right ballpark. What do you think the record is for commenting on an official? Yeah, he may I get up there. I mean, that's uh, that I can't was imagine six or seven of, curse words about the officials. Yep, I can't imagine a coach wearing one for more than about fifty or seventy-five grand. Can you? I mean, that's a lot. That is and, a lot. And really, nobody even has the guts to do it. 
No. Like, they'll stop short and say, look, uh, wasn't a big fan of how things went tonight, but I don't, you know, don't want to get fined, so I need to back off. And they'll dance around it a little bit and then, you know, get their point across that they didn't think the officiating was very good without saying they're terrible. Uh, but that was awesome, man. That, that was awesome. Again, kudos to Pat for cutting that up right before the show. Uh, they are going at the Players' Championship at the TPC at Sawgrass right now. ESPN Plus and the Golf Channel at Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida. $25 million purse, largest in tour history, excluding playoffs, as is the $4.5 million prize for first place. Five of the top ten finishers from last year, including Cameron Smith, are missing from this year's field because they've since made the jump to the Live, Live Tour. Uh, Italy and Cuba played today in a World Baseball Classic. I understand that Italy won that game. Did Vinny P do anything, and did Nicky do anything? Jack, you I'm that? glad you asked. I did watch that game. Vinny Pasquantino was two for three with a walk, and Nicky okay. had a two-run single in the 10th and a four-run 10th for Team Italy. Oh, my. Jamie Bloomer will have thoughts on that. Czech Republic and China tonight at 9 o'clock. Uh, Cuba will play again. They'll play Panama at 10.30. Are you surprised they make some teams play twice in one day? I am a little bit. A little bit, but there is also, have you seen the rule on, like, pitch limits? Like, if you throw yeah. more than 50 pitches or so, you have to have, like, two days of rest, 60 pitches, you have to have three days of rest, and so on and so forth. So yeah. they do try to protect these players when playing multiple games in a day or multiple days. Real quick trivia before we uh, go to break and then get to Jamie Bluma. Jim Beheim became Syracuse head coach back in 1976. Question is, who was the U.S. president at the time? Jack, or maybe Jamie will have the answer when we come back with KC Hooley House. Power and Light, ESPN Wichita Fan Fest from the Big 12 Tournament, powered by Enhanced Wellness of Derby and Kansas Contractors Association. Enhanced Wellness of Derby can make you feel young again with their testosterone optimization program, T-O-P, top. Enhanced Wellness, locally owned, and you can check them out at enhancedwellnessderby.com. That's enhancedwellnessderby.com. Or call or text 316-358-9780. And the Iowa State fans going crazy as the Cyclones with a 10-point lead over the Baylor Bears just across the street, T-Mobile Center. When we come back, we'll catch up with Jamie Bluma. Talk some baseball. When we return, Shane Dennis Show. It's 123. The Shane Dennis Show will be right back on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. What do people with blindness or low vision need to live to the fullest? Just ask them. It's skill development, scientific breakthroughs, knowledge-based jobs, and the same opportunities as everyone else. When you give to Envision, whether it be your time, donations, or your engagement, you make it all possible. That's because at Envision, they don't focus on the disability. They value the ability. They choose not to envision a world without sight, but to envision a world where people who are blind or visually impaired are empowered to reach their full potential. Learn more at EnvisionUS.com. When it comes to making plans for next year, it's time to think new for 22. Take advantage of the season's best pricing on model year 2022 Case IH equipment from CanEquip. Choose from Case IH cedars, tillage tools, and more. Plus five years of an AFS Connect subscription with purchase on select equipment. Visit CanEquip in Wichita and Hutchinson 
your Case IH Red Zone sponsor. Danny Quick, Danny Quick, you. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. On that heavy shelf you hung yesterday. Turns out you didn't use enough anchors. Wait, you didn't use any anchors? <laughs> now you've got an open floor plan. Trendy. And if you have the wrong home insurance, you could need a wall of money to fix this. So get home insurance with Allstate and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Kansas City Steak Company, another AmericanEagle.com success story. Started in 1932 as a family-owned butcher shop, today they're a leading distributor of superior all-American steaks delivered right to your door, ready for the grill and your taste buds. When it came to their website, an average site wouldn't do. They chose AmericanEagle.com to take their website to the next level. With a dramatic increase in competition and a softening market demand, they had two challenges. Improve their brand presence and message and produce a positive return. AmericanEagle.com got to work and executed user studies and detailed audits of site experience, digital assets, and marketing. The result, an integrated digital marketing and customer experience plan, organic traffic increase of 20%, and a long-term roadmap for success. If you love great steaks, go to KansasCitySteaks.com. For website design, development, and online solutions that bring efficiency and results, visit AmericanEagle.com. If you need a results-driven website, call the team at AmericanEagle.com at 877-WEBNOW-1. That's 877-WEBNOW-1. Here in Manhattan, every man is a wildcat. Into the corner for three. Yes, sir! Yes, sir! Join us for the start of a new era. Our next head basketball coach at Kansas State University, Jerome Tang. Be a part of the wildcat journey all season long on your home for Kansas State basketball. Thursday, Kansas State faces TCU in the Big 12 tournament. Hear the tip-off at 8.30 right here on the home of the Wildcats, ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. We're back at the AC Hooli House, Power and Light. It's part of ESPN Wichita Fan Fest, powered by Enhanced Wellness of Derby and Kansas Contractors Association. The Kansas Contractors Association is the voice for the heavy construction industry in Kansas. For over a century, KCA member contractors have been building the highways, bridges, utilities, railroads, and airports that our families and businesses count on. Proud to be Kansans. Proud to build Kansas, Kansas Contractors Association at WeBuildKansas.com. Joined on the hotline by Jamie Bluma to talk a little baseball. But first, Jamie, some trivia. Jim Beheim became Syracuse head coach way back in 1976. He has since been shown the door. The trivia question is, who was the U.S. president at the time? Jimmy Carter. Jack, incorrect. Do you have a guess? Who was the president in 1976? I'll go Richard Nixon. You're both wrong. It was Gerald Ford. Oh, man. (laughs) I thought I got Uh, it. Yeah, yeah. That was a good guess. I think I would have, honestly, without looking, I would have guessed Jimmy Carter as well. Um, Jamie, the Hooli House, where I am right now, apparently is exactly two days old. Uh, it's I, w- former, I was curious. I was yeah, curious as you and I were chatting this morning. Yes. The former Dubliner. You were right about that. 
That's, there you go. That's where we are. Um, talk to me about Italy-Cuba, the World Baseball Classic, and how Italy was powered by two royal greats, Vinny Pasquantino and Nicky Lopez. You get up early for that one, huh? Yeah, I was up and wanted to catch it. I mean, I, I've been fortunate enough, and I don't know how much we've talked about it on this show, but I've gotten a chance uh, pre-COVID uh, to spend a lot of time doing some baseball camps and, and touring around Italy and Europe uh, from 19, oh, 2000 and, 2010 through 2019. I've gotten a chance to do a ton of stuff over there to have met uh, a whole bunch of the guys that are now on the coaching staff for Team Italy, uh, some of the guys that had played in their professional league over there, uh, including Mark Tehan and Chris Wilson, two former Royals, uh, had played in the Italian league over there, just to see them get the opportunity after all these years of hard work over there to get into the World Baseball Classic. And, and one of their, I think if not, probably their biggest win uh, on an international stage today to be Cuba, which as you and I well know, uh, and Jack probably does too, even though he was young. I mean, Cuba used to rule the roost uh, as far as international baseball for the longest time before those guys started uh, defecting over and, and coming to the U.S. to play in the MLB. In Cuba, Cuba was a thing. So for the team Italy to beat Team Cuba, you know, even if it's with some guys like Pasquantino and Nicky Lopez, I know it's a, it's a proud day uh, for that entire country. Uh, to look at that wig, you know, that went on the biggest stage and, and for a couple of Royals guys uh, to be able to help with that even better. You alluded to it, and maybe you answered it, but I'll give you a chance to clarify. Um, Cuba used to be better than a bunch of pro teams over here. Is it as simple as their best players are now allowed to come over here and the well is run dry? Because you're right, this is not your brother's Cuba national team, not even close. Uh, I think as a whole, but you know what? They've got a decent lineup too. They've got some some current leaguers were in that lineup. If you if you look at the lineup that Cuba Cuba was on the field, I mean, I'll, I'll give it to you right now uh, from watching it this morning. You got Lewis Robert, I think, he's on that. Yep, uh, is in is. that team, and you got Cespedes and uh, Moncada. So it's it's not a bunch of you know, not a bunch of nobody. I mean, those guys are probably bigger names from an MLB level than a Pasquantino and a Nicky Lope, to be honest with you. Um, and maybe a little bit past their prime as far as major leaguers. Not Robert, but Cotto uh, and Cespedes uh, and those guys. But, I mean, the rest of Italy's lineup isn't a bunch of major league guys. I mean, it's got a couple guys in there, but the rest of it is some, some guys that are in the minor leagues in the U.S. and some of the guys that have just been on an Italian national team for a long time. So uh, that's that's pretty neat to see. And I know uh, from all the guys that I go over there, there was a, there was a celebration today, and I'm they, uh, sure they're having a good time and looking forward to their next outing. Talking to Jamie Bluma, talking baseball, World Baseball Classic. Um, how heavily invested are you in it now that it's here? I've, I've seen bits and pieces here and there. Uh, but will you kind of uh, live and die with some WBC? Uh, yeah, I mean, I caught the first game the other night I mean, with uh, with the Netherlands playing. Uh, Eugene Kingsale, who's one of the coaches on that staff, former big leaguer with the uh, Baltimore Orioles, um, is a friend. Uh, we've done some WBSC coaching stuff over the years. Uh, and to see some of those guys, a lot of big leaguers on that Netherlands team too, they actually beat Cuba yep. uh, first game out 4-2. to two. So, And then... Uh, watching a little bit of Japan and China this morning. Uh, everybody wants to watch Japan. I think they're probably odds-on favorite. Not only do they have Shohei Otani, uh, but they've got some arms. Uh, they got a kid that threw a 19 strikeout 
you know, a perfect game in their oh, big yeah. league last yep. year. Uh, a guy that hit 56 home runs, beat the record of Sadahara O uh, in their lineup, who will be over here in the major leagues with us soon enough. And then one, another pitcher for them that, you know, is kind of a two-time Cy Young Award winner over there. So Japan uh, is probably the odds-on favorite and the Dominican in the U.S. Those are the three super teams. But there's a guy that was DHing today for – uh, for China, Ray Chang. Ray Chang's a Kansas City kid that played at Rockhurst University. I actually remember years ago uh, trying to get Jim Thomas to take a look at him uh, to maybe be a Wichita State guy. But he's gotten an opportunity to uh, play a little minor league ball after Rockhurst University, and then he's trying to grow the game. He's the MLB liaison to China uh, and has been over there for, for quite a few years trying to trying to grow the game of baseball in China as much as possible. And he was actually a 39-year-old player player coach uh, for that team with Dean Trainer, uh, So that was kind of neat to see that. I've been texting with him back and forth over the last week. I had actually also seen him at the ABCA Coaches Convention in uh, Nashville about a month ago uh, and was able to catch him with a little bit over there. So just some local ties and just because there's no baseball in the Olympics anymore, this is kind of the, 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 the chance for a lot of teams in the, in the international side of things that maybe people don't get to see. Uh, that have been really working hard at this at this global game to to see the, to get a chance to be seen, and it's been it's it's fun. The Royals are eleven and two at spring training, and I know Cactus League championships uh, they don't fly flags for those. But would you agree or disagree that eleven and two is? better than nothing it's more than nothing it's at least something yes or no oh uh, yes absolutely and i, I was listening to Boddicker a little bit yesterday too and we kind of laughed i mean obviously spring training number and all be all but with all these young guys that we've got from both sides of the you know both sides of the ball pitchers and hitters <clears throat> and you know, a lot of our big league guys that are going to be on this team getting a chance to play in the world baseball classic We've got a whole bunch of guys that really nobody knows a whole lot about at all uh, that are getting an opportunity to get at bat. Uh, and we continue to go out there and score runs uh, and, and do a good job of putting the ball in play. And whether it's spring training or not, winning baseball games is always more fun and creates a better atmosphere than, than losing games, even if it's a mundane spring training game. But at the same time, I mean, I, I look at box scores to kind of look at some of the things. Brad Keller looked great yesterday. He's trying to introduce a curveball. Uh, into his mix. Uh, Lynch looked good the other day. Uh, and some other guys that aren't playing in the World Baseball Classic that now get a, a, a big opportunity to take a step forward, you know, and try to make this opening day roster for the Royals. Massey with a huge game yesterday with a grand slam home run. Uh, and he wants to, you know, put his mark out there. And then a whole bunch of other guys that, you know, not necessarily trying to make this big league team, but make a good impression. You know, and maybe you make the AAA team. If you're in AAA, you're a lot closer to the big leagues than anybody realizes. And you know what I think, too, can translate, not necessarily the results or the wins or the RBIs that you pile up in the in the Cactus League, but to your point about these young guys that probably aren't going to make the club, they get really valuable reps with the big leaguers that they wouldn't normally get because the Royals have – I don't know, half a dozen, eight, ten guys playing in the in the World Baseball Classic. And frankly, playing in a big league spring training game is a hell of a lot better than playing a split squad game on one of the backfields where nobody's at. Yeah, 100%. And, and a big portion of these guys probably weren't even 
part of big league spring training to start because you can only take so many guys as non-roster invites to spring training because you you can only fit so many guys in a locker room and all that kind of thing. Yeah. So these are guys these are guys that have been down in minor league camp uh, and now they get an opportunity that they maybe wouldn't have gotten any other year for sure to go over there and get a chance to get in front of the big league staff uh, and make an impression and whether that's you know, who's the guy that went deep yesterday? Alexander. I had to look up. Well, you know, who's Alexander? Where did right. he come from? I mean, I think I pay attention with this club more than anybody, but to see, you know, he was in double-A last year. We got him over from the Rangers halfway through the year, and here's a guy that runs into one and, and hits a home run in a spring training game. Uh, that's a big deal for him, and, and he take that and roll with it and give these guys an opportunity that maybe that they, not maybe, they wouldn't have gotten this opportunity in a normal year. How important is that? Uh, we're talking to Jamie Bluma, and we're, we're speculating here. You can't climb inside the head of Matt Quattraro, but you bring up a good point that regardless of results, you get some of these guys that are either prospects or otherwise that may turn themselves into prospects. Matt Quattraro gets his own eyeballs on these guys. That is that's priceless. Well, one hundred percent. And and to go along with that too is. This is a whole new coaching staff at the big league level, and they're trying to create uh, a good culture within this organization now of a whole bunch of pitching, hitting. Uh, the hitting side maybe a little bit more veteran because we kept some guys that have been part of a previous regime uh, that are now the big league hitting guys. But with the whole pitching staff and Miller and Quattraro and all the guys that they've come in, man, here's your opportunity to get an eyes from everybody in this organization uh, to show your things and, and show what you can do. And you know what? It also creates a lot of competition in that locker room. Um, you, you can say what you want about spring training. It doesn't matter. But for a lot of these guys, um, it does matter because maybe this gives them an opportunity to, you know, I wasn't going to start with double A, but now i got a chance to maybe make the triple A team. You're one step closer to the big league. And not only that, uh, 29 other teams are going to get a chance to see you when you're playing in a quote, unquote, not split squad, not backfield game. I mean, these games, these games, people see. I mean, not only scouts, but other coaches on other teams. Uh, and when you go out there and you do something uh, that makes an impression, people remember. One last question for you, and it has to do with the position players, so uh, we'll have to adjust here, a couple of former pitchers. But Jackie Bradley Jr. is 32 years old. Uh, he's getting a non-roster invite. Uh, went two out of three yesterday. If he makes this club, that would really – Further crowd, an already crowded outfield, even with the Waters injury. Um, what do you think is the method behind the madness of signing Jackie Bradley Jr.? You know what? If he ends up having a really, really good spring training and there's somebody else out there that's short on depth and you need a veteran fourth outfielder, uh, I think there's there's an opportunity to you know, maybe flip him uh, before the end of spring training uh, for somebody that, that needs it. If we are going to commit to giving a bunch of young guys, even with the uh, with the Waters injury, committing to giving a bunch of young guys the at-bat. Uh, one, he's a veteran guy, so it's not going to hurt our, our younger guys to be around the guy that's been around the game uh, as long as Jackie Bradley has. And then if he goes out there and shows enough stuff, you know, maybe we uh, maybe we do a little trade and we get a couple bullpen arms or you get a couple, you know, a couple diamonds in the rough from lower minor leagues that you would not necessarily had otherwise. Uh, to plug into your minor league system, and always you're always trying to create depth uh, within your minor league system uh, to try to, you know, push push the envelope as far as the development on younger guys and stuff like that. And when you can get a guy like Jackie Bradley Jr., you're able to flip him for a couple prospects. If that's the case, 
uh, then that's nothing but, but good depth for the organization. Good stuff as always, Jamie. Appreciate talking to you, buddy. Have a great weekend. Enjoy your time down there. Will do. We are down there. Is KC Hooley House Power and Light ESPN Wichita Fan Fest continues. Shane Dennis show and a special edition of the Pulse coming up from two to six. A little bit later on, it is one forty. It's time for I'm Old Jack's Young. It's next. You're listening to the Shane Dennis Show on ESPN Wichita, ninety-two point three FM. What do people with blindness or low vision need to live to the fullest? Just ask them. It's skill development, scientific breakthroughs, knowledge-based jobs, and the same opportunities as everyone else. When you give to Envision, whether it be your time, donations, or your engagement, you make it all possible. That's because at Envision, they don't focus on the disability. They value the ability. They choose not to envision a world without sight, but to envision a world where people who are blind or visually impaired are empowered to reach their full potential. Learn more at EnvisionUS.com. When it comes to making plans for next year, it's time to think new for 22. Take advantage of the season's best pricing on model year 2022, Case IH equipment from CanEquip. Choose from Case IH Cedars, tillage tools, and more. Plus five years of an AFS Connect subscription with purchase on select equipment. Visit CanEquip in Wichita and Hutchinson, your Case IH Red Zone sponsor. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Oh, want better visibility to get you through the winter? A new pair of premium wipers can help. Right now, you can earn a $10 bonus reward when you buy a pair of Rain-X Quantum Wiper Blades. See better and stay safe on the road all winter long. Get the parts you need when you need them at AutoZone or AutoZone.com. Restrictions apply. Offer available to AutoZone Rewards members. Message and data rates may apply. Do you need a car? Been shopping only to be turned down because of bad credit, low credit, no credit, bankruptcy, or divorce? Guess what? Today's your lucky day. Because now you can buy a car, truck, or SUV, just about any vehicle. It's true. Bad credit doesn't matter. No credit doesn't matter. Bankruptcy or divorce, it just doesn't matter. As a matter of fact, your job is your ticket to your new vehicle. We're Auto Credit Express, and we've helped thousands of people just like you. Antonio H. told us, great company, got me connected, and the day I went in, I drove off in the car I wanted. 100% worth your time. Need a car? Get started now and drive off as early as today. Just text APPLY NOW to 88909 right now to get started. That's APPLY NOW to 88909. Auto financing the easy way. Text APPLY NOW to 88909. Entrepreneurs Wanted. With over 25 years as a commercial real estate leader in Wichita, Occidental Management is proud to support entrepreneurs in the markets we live and work. Many of our tenants are startups, and they help drive the growth of the Wichita business community. The company culture at Occidental Management is one that celebrates entrepreneurship. We are committed to engaging with startup businesses to support their growth. At Occidental Management, our philosophy is to be a business partner with our tenants. To learn more, visit OCCMGMT.com or call 316 260 
Old Jack Jones, 144. ESPN Wichita Fan Fest continues. Thanks to Enhanced Wellness of Derby. They can make you feel young again with their testosterone optimization program. Enhanced Wellness, locally owned. You can find them at enhancedwellnessderby.com. A call or text 316-358-9780. That's 358-9780. Pat's here. Pulse is coming up. I don't know if I have a clue on this one. 144. It's got a little Bob Marley feel to it, but that ain't him. Uh, I'm going to need multiple choice, I can tell you that. I got no shot. How old is this song? I would say probably... Nearing 20 years, maybe 18 to 20 years. I'll double check. No clue, man. Well, that makes two of us. Never heard that song before. 16 years old. Oh, so you lied. Is this a popular band? Oh, they got some pretty big hits that you would know from early to mid-2000s. This is definitely not one of them. <laughs> if it is. Yeah, deep cut. Leave it to Jack. Play a deep cut. I can't give you softballs all the time. Iowa State moving on. Oh, yes, you can. See you, Baylor. Everyone here is having a blast. Here's Jack going, all right. Hey, this you is guys a good vibe song. Power and light. I got to be back here at the station. Cut. Screw you. Here's yeah. here's this for you. Yeah, you guys the get all built around about you. Yeah. Saw a couple of gals doing shots right in front of us. Did you tell what the color of the liquid was? No, no idea. As long as it's not tequila. I cannot confirm nor deny. I don't know. Uh, Who is this? Sugar Ray. Because I don't know. No way. That was my guess, but... I wasn't going to say it because I'm like, nope. Yeah, Sugar Ray's decent. Nope. I'm not going to say I would say. Just a deep cut, yeah, I guess. No, you're there. right. He is. Man, I don't. No, I would never guess that was him. I want to fly. <laughs> yeah, one time. Wicked wild, wicked wild, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Put your arms around me, baby. Yeah. Uh, today's March 9th. Uh, pretty good day for birthdays, starting with Wayne Simeon, 40. Happy birthday to the former Jayhawk great Wayne Simeon. Is this why you asked me if I knew Wayne Simeon? No. Have I ever talked to him? No. Boy, that's a coincidence. coincidence. Yeah. Man. I should text him happy birthday, humble brag. I should too, humble brag. <laughs> Born in... Leavenworth. Yep. Kansas kid. Should, should have asked Jack that. Should have just threw it out. I knew he was a Jack. local. He's a great Jayhawk ambassador. He is. Fortunately, the the last shot that he ever took was fortunately a little bit off. Go the on. National tournament. Oh. Good luck. Just couldn't hit it. Kansas gets upended. 
in the national tournament. Man, bringing the vibes down, Pat. <laughs> You're the one who set the tone with a deep cut. Whoa, whoa, that was a good See, feel I'm, song. I'm, I'm, I'm angry now because he, That was kind of an island song. Yeah, because I, I missed that. it. Because I, because I missed it. I'll give you that. That's why. That's why I'm angry. All right, here's if a... Barb's listening, she can tell me my percentage. <laughs> it's gone down. Here's a... Uh, here's a tough slash trick question. We'll start with Chris Jackson. It's 54. I'll go basketball. I feel like there are a lot of Chris Jacksons. There are. Pretty ball. This one you not a basketball it. player. You got it right, but he changed his name. Uh-oh. Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf. <laughs> Do you know who I'm talking about? Either one of you. Yep. Now. Former LSU great. Yep. And turned to a Denver Nuggets slash Sacramento King great. Chris Jackson played with Shaquille O'Neal and Stanley Roberts on the same team at LSU. You couldn't shoot, right? Oh, my God. That's the one that he could do. Oh, that's right. It's the other way around. Yeah. He could shoot. He could shoot. Yeah. Stanley Roberts, seven feet. Shaquille O'Neal. That's it. He's a guy that really couldn't shoot, but turned into an NBA player anyway. Yeah. Didn't really win anything at, at LSU. It's funny. The one LSU team that won anything at all was a bunch of no-names for Dale Brown back in, uh, when was it? They made it to the Final Four, late 80s, maybe. And they were a, a, a double-digit seed. Like, they had no business going to the Final Four, but they did. Brian Bosworth, 58. The Boz, baby. Former Oklahoma Sooner great, but got run over. His ass, I mean, stomped over by Bo Jackson. Unfair. Because how, how many people got trucked by Bo Jackson? Hey, you can't life? have the personality of the Boz and get flattened by anybody. That's my point. take on it. That's a good point. Okay. Which is why it was very enjoyable. Same day, same year. Benito Santiago. Baseball. Correct. Benito, Benito Santiago had a 30-plus game hitting streak. He's in the 30-game hitting streak club. Decent. Rookie of the year back in the day. Royal great. <laughs> he played for the Royals? He did. Oh, my God. In 04. I, I don't remember that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Incredible. Terry Mulholland, 60. Oh, damn. That sounds really familiar. I'll guess baseball. Yeah. Former Philly left-hander. Yep. Okay. Pitcher. Born on this day, no longer with us. Mike Leach. Uh, Texas Tech, great. Washington State Cougar, great. From Susanville, California. The Pirate. The Pirate. Also made a cameo in Friday Night Lights. Gotta find your inner pirate. Loves him some, uh, loves him some gorillas. Pour one out. Hey, never drink coffee with anything in it because coffee already sucks to begin with. She's going to freak out. Her family's going to freak advice. out. Yeah. <laughs> you should have kept it on the down low, which clearly you haven't. That was when he passed. I think we spent a full segment playing our favorite Beach audio. Beach That's right. clips. Yeah. Good amount. All right. Mark D'Antonio, 67. Basketball. No. Whoa. <laughs> You're probably getting 
Mike D'Antoni. <laughs> I was going to say, I think I know why Mark you're D'Antonio, saying that. Mark D'Antonio, yes. Football. That. Hey, yeah, there you go. Michi- uh, Michigan State coach. Yeah. Uh, we already had this, so you have no excuse for missing it. Oh, no. Born on this day, now dead, Bobby Fischer. Chess. Yes. Born in Chicago. I missed that one. You didn't miss that one? I wasn't here for that. I was talking to Jack because I told him during the open, told him what day it was. Oh, it was Bobby Fisher's birthday. Yeah, oh. for first segment. So he was listening. Andy North, 73. Wasper Nicobar. Not that I'm aware Doesn't of. help me. <laughs> you don't know what a Wasper Nicobar is? No, I know. Oh, Washburn. Okay. I don't know if that helps me with Andy North. Uh, is he a big four? I know. No. I know no. who. I know who oh. Shane is referencing. I just. I know an Andrew North <laughs> played played for uh, played for speak. I'll go Olympian. No, golfer. He's a golfer. Boo. Bert Campanaris, eighty-one. There's only two guesses. I would you want to hint? I would. He's born in Cuba. Baseball. Yep. Uh, Jim Colbert, 82. Uh, Jim Colbert. Well, basketball. No. He's another golfer. He's a golfer. That's right. Unfortunately. Stop being such a killjoy over there. <laughs> See, I told you, he sees it once. Set the tone. And then Stop we had giving the, me golfers. And then we had the Mike Leach pass, or the uh, born on the state, but already passed. I was brought the room down a little. All right, that's good. That's good enough for now. So uh, West Virginia and Kansas coming up at 2 o'clock at T-Mobile. Technically 2.17. Oh, thank you. The official official start time. time. Yeah. It's two seventeen. Kevin McCuller, I guess, gonna give it a go. So we got erroneous information that we passed along to the listeners, huh? He's gonna try to play. That's what it seems like, yeah. I'll be damned. He said yesterday he was going to, and then we got reports today that he wasn't. But apparently gonna give it a try. Uh your initial thoughts of Hooley House. Pretty sweet gig, huh? There are worse places to broadcast a show from. No doubt. And it's going to be a very fun four hours. I'm a little jealous. When I was out there, man, it, it's a lot of fun to watch a game on the big screen, and, and everyone is jumping up and down and cheering. This is my, my first experience. You should see a Chiefs I, game down there on the big screen. Oh, oh I'm sure it's oh, great. I, I can't imagine March Madness down here. Mm-hmm. Like a road like, like a road week, playoff game? I texted a buddy. Oh, yeah. I go, how right. do you not take off for this every year? If I was in Kansas City, I would play hooky from work Thursday and Friday every year for the Big 12. And he goes, well, it's hard to take off for that. And then the following week for March Madness, I go, touche. Fair. Because See, I would definitely take off work for Thursday, Friday next week. That would have been my question. Is it nuttier Big 12 tournament or when the NCAA tournament is here? Probably hard to. I say Big Twelve because you have teams that are all closer to yeah. this region. Yeah. It's fair. Yeah, like Iowa good. State fans, bravo! Iowa State they fans, always they show up. 
They, yeah. they brought it. Power and like praying that Iowa State makes it to the title game because these guys can get after it. The fans, anyway. All right. We will uh, hand it off to old Pat and his capable hands. The special edition of the Pulse coming up from 2 to 6. Setting up pregame coverage for K-State and TCU right here on the channel. So stick around. The Pulse is next. New sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM, KKGQ, Newton.